Hey everyone, welcome back to X Factor Files. Hello. I'm Daryl. I'm Philip. And we are back with another episode. It's a little bit late. Um, we had a beautiful weekend here in Minnesota. It was so good that we had to spend it all outside doing stuff. Yeah, we legit got so many veggies in the ground. Plus party, like an, a cousin's child's party. Plus we almost had another party. Yeah. Um, and a comic book convention thingy, a microcon. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot of fun because I had some things on my list and I printed up what I needed and we divided and conquered basically. I actually found like two things that you need on your list. Yeah. Plus a Shatterstar series. Yeah. I wonder if that's all the issues. It's three issues. It is. So at least it's starting from the beginning and it's sequential. True. So. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to just dive in for a little bit. I mean... Um, it was a lot of people, which a in these... lot of people in a like really small. It was like the basement section of a ballroom at a bowling alley, like because I think it is a bowling alley. It, it where is. My brother-in-law does his bowling league. Yeah, shout out to Christian. We know you're <laughs> listening. Um, Get all the strikes. So it was very cramped, like low ceilings, tons of people, and like tons of unwashed people. <laughs> You had a cloth mask on, so you could smell them. I had the KN95, so I was bypassing all of those scents. Yes. Uh, but it was it was good. We got some good stuff for good prices. I mean, you found me a really cool She-Hulk issue for three bucks. Oh, yeah, number 12. Yeah. with Sensational, not Savage. Yes. Um, Savage, it's so funny. Because She-Hulk, obviously, the trailer dropped yesterday. I haven't seen it. It's been such a crazy week. And so when this happens, the first appearances of people in comic books, those issues go sky high. Oh, like that X-Factor you were looking for, but it's Apocalypse's first appearance. Yeah. So it's like 75 bucks. Yeah. Or like when I was trying to finish the West Coast Avengers run, and I had to get, like, one remaining issue because it's the first appearance of White Vision oh. because of WandaVision. But I st- I found mine for, like, a song compared to what it's typically going for. But That's exciting. It's so funny to see Savage She-Hulk be so expensive because it's the first appearance of her in issue one of that series. And it's not that good of a series. Like, it critically not good. Sensational that I like is really good. That started in 89. Like, it breaks the fourth wall like Deadpool does. Is that... And that's where she and Wasp were ranking the attractiveness of the Avengers. Oh, no. That's just straight up in the Avengers. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. When she was an Avenger. Yes. With uh, Jack of Hearts. Eventually. For part of it, I think. Because there was that whole thing where... In the current She-Hulk series by Rainbow Roll. Which is fantastic. I don't know that much about it, but I know that it's fantastic because yeah. I really like reading it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. and She's like, I'm going to have my life. Oh, Jack of Hearts just fell out of the sky. Right. Oh, you're not going to kill me this time. Yeah, so uh, it's a lot of fun. If people haven't checked out that ongoing series, they just released the cover for number six, I think, with but- Nightcrawler on the cover. Nightcrawler has had so many attractive looks to him. He's like dapper in like a bowler hat. I'm discovering all the thirst Thirst, traps that is Nightcrawler. Yeah. And I'm here for it. He's uh, impressively attractive for being so Catholic. And blue. (laughs) But the beard, though? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. 
Um, but since it, but She Hulk, the new She-Hulk. one, how, how many issues have there been? Three, two or three? I at think the three that three. we've read. And I saw because Rainbow posted the cover, and someone asked her, "Oh, this is so great! How long is it going on?" She has a commitment of at least ten issues. It's a ten issue run as of right now. I and hope it gets longer. I hope so too. It's so well written, and the art in it is fantastic. Which for Jacka Hearts's costume is a lot. Yeah, it is very it looks, intricate. It's very like Plank a heart. literal Jack of Hearts yeah. on, in the deck. Yeah. Fun fact: Jack of Hearts have one eye, which in the game of Sequence lets you remove someone else's piece. Oh, that's fun. Sequence is a good like summer game. So if you're listening to this, and it's summer wherever you are, get some Sequence out. Yeah, it's fun. It's easy. It's fast. Yeah. It's satisfying to plink, plunk your chips down. Yes. Also fun, Rummy Cube. Yes, especially if it's windy and it's it's our go-to game when we're in this greenhouse in the summer. Because should... cards won't blow away. Exactly. They're tiles. We should get into Mahjong. I don't know anything about it except I played it on an app a couple times. <laughs> so yes. Because so... I think you can still like gamble on Mahjong. Oh. Which seems like very Gatsby. There's like the solo game that was in all, on all the Dell computers way yes. back when, which I don't. And I played the actual Mahjong like twice in college, oh. and it was fun. And it's very fast. Mm. And like if you take too long, like it's it's like what are you doing? Oh, like it has to be very speedy. Okay. So maybe that'll be our new thing after we get through like the eighteen board games we have waiting for us to actually play them. Should we? Quick review of board games. Return to Dark Tower, big thumbs up, high replayability. Very geeky. And the tower is super fun and it spits out skulls. It has nothing to do with comics, but it's a very fun game. Averdell still gets two thumbs up. Yes, it's Check. all about animals and resource management. And they're so cute. Yes. It's a mine. The, the mole's and mine. It's a miner mole. <laughs> And tap, I don't know, we have so many games. We do. And not enough time to play them. Especially with summer. And gardening. Yeah. But all our squash are in. Yeah. So uh, you'll probably see us brag about some vegetable gardening at some point. Once things start to ripen. Because we had our last squash that we grew last fall. It was harvested in October. And we ate it in April. And it was delicious. Yeah. Thelma Sanders. Thelma Sanders. All right. So... uh, this issue, it's issue eight. It's August 2006. Are you ready for the pop culture pop-up? Wait, what was I doing August 2006? I... You're getting ready to go into junior year of college. Oh, I was living off campus at the time. It was such a hot mess moving into that house. Oh. It was the Cinderella house because the Cinderella beauty salon was part of the first floor. That, oh. I mean, we couldn't get into it, but it was on the side. So the house was called the Cinderella house. Oh, no, that was senior year. No, oh, then also where were you hot... junior year? Some other place, yeah. like, west of campus, which has actually worked out well for where my tutoring work-study job was. Oh, that's nice. So, what do you recall anything about August 2006 pop culture? Um, Guster released an album that fall. I don't know if it was August or not. That's so alternative. I know. That's my vibe, babe. It's <laughs> <That is> true. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had a really fun mix CD that I put in my friend's car and he thought I was crushing on him because oh. everyone was crushing on him, oh. but he thought that I was because he I, sounds sort of self-centered. 
because I kept putting the mix CDs in his car. Oh. Because he was very generous with letting me drive it. Oh. So, so you'd make little CDs. Yep. As a thank you. Yep. Were they like romantic songs though, or were they just random songs? They were like emo alternative songs. There was some REM, there was some Keen. There, oh. Yeah. There was the two movements from the Corellia suite because I was very into Sean Sibelius at the time. Corellia, I only know that name from Star Wars because Han Solo is from the planet Corellia. Oh, it's a suite by a very Finnish composer. Oh. So Finnish he wrote Finlandia. Oh. Speaking of planets, I have some planet news. Pluto was demoted Ooh. in August of 2006. Dear listener, we are joined in this recording <laughs> by Pluto. By a the, stuffed version of Pluto. A celestial buddy, and it's amazing, A, because like there's an actual heart-shaped glacier shape on this stuffed Pluto, accurate to the nitrogen glacier that is on the planet, toyed, planetoid mm-hmm. yeah, Pluto. Yeah, it's planetoid, yeah. But it's in good company. It's got Ceres and Eris and Haumea and Maki Maki as, as other planetoids. I thought that was a fish. That's Mahi Mahi. Yes, Maki Maki is a Hawaiian deity. Oh! So look at them branching out from more than just Roman and Greek gods. Yeah, and it's not Moana. Yeah. And so our stuffed celestial buddy Pluto is joined by Karen... And they're joined by magnets. Not like the blonde-haired Karens. No, not like I want this to... Is, it's spelled like Charon. Like the boatman who would take souls over the river Styx. Except this is a very happy-looking little buddy. They're friends, and they're joined with magnets because in space, Karen is so big relative to Pluto that they sort of... It's like they're twirling. Like they're dancing. Like Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. Oh... Ginger Rogers, all the skill of Fred Astaire, but more because she had to do it all backwards in heels. I don't know who said that, but I feel like it's apt. I bet Demanda would know. Ooh. Demanda. Let us know. Yeah. Also, oh. Um, something was canceled, and it wasn't Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> was it Pushing Daisies? Stargate SG-1. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, after 10 seasons, and was this before the movies? They've had several movies. I don't know. Like, it's an iconic sci-fi show, especially for things like it clearly stops taking itself seriously partway through. Oh, that's fun. And the dude who plays MacGyver is obsessed with... I don't know if he's from Minnesota originally, but he that character is like, do you know why the Gual would want Earth so badly? It's because of Minnesota. Hmm. And there's like five different ways that they pronounce these aliens, and it's never addressed as to why. Gould, Guawuld, Gold, the glowy eye aliens. Anyway. Anyway, it was canceled. That's sad. Um, Lance Bass comes out as gay in People magazine. Oh. Do you know who he is dating at the time? Probably not Ricky Martin, because he came out way later. No, Riken from the A-list New York. Oh, yeah. yeah, you made me watch that show. Yeah, I made you watch all of A-List on reruns on the Pluto channel for <laughs> Logo. And we've had, like, some snow days where we're playing games or something, and I'm like, I'm just going to put this on in the background, and it is such trash. Like, I watched it when it first came out. It's so And it bad. was bad then, and it's... It has not aged well. Oh, absolutely not. Especially the one that's like, I'm a Republican because I want all my money. That's... That's A-List Dallas. Which was also a not spin-off bad. of A-List New York. 
logo really tried to do Real Housewives except gay. Which, and, like, good for them. Like, But then you but it the, was just... Riken was the one that had the song in the club where he was oh. playing it on guitar. And everyone's like, this is so bad. Yes. So Lance Bass was dating that hot piece of ass <laughs> when he came out. Good for him. Um, the charting song at the time, which I shared on our Instagram as I do for Tunes Day each week, it was London Bridge by Fergie, which I still don't know what it's about. Like, how come every time you come around my London, London Bridge want to go down? Is it her jaw? Is it her panties? Is it her leg? Like, is it them collectively? Like, she's coming around and they want to go down. Down? Like, yeah. A like, to a horizontal position. I don't know what this song's about. And I have spent since 2006 being like, <laughs> what makes the most sense? And nothing makes the most sense for this song. <laughs> we also had, this was an early Emmys this year. Oh, because the, the writer's strike is happening soon-ish, it, right? I feel it is. I feel it's coming up this year because then we had the short seasons of everything. Like, everything stopped in, like, December oh. and didn't pick up until March. It was after we graduated college because I was... Um, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog was made during the writer's oh. strike and I was watching it at my friend Alice's... Um, yurt by a river on the farm that she was working at. Oh. Which was such a great place to go. And then we would make ice cream and she put fresh strawberries in it. It was Ooh. so good. And now we can do that this year. So the Emmys. Emmys, yes. A new voting system determined nominees in particular categories, mostly lead acting and outstanding series categories, by a blue ribbon panel of judges, which resulted in the exclusion of popular shows such as Desperate Housewives and Lost, and actors like Hugh Laurie from House. Wow. Yeah. And didn't Desperate Housewives clean up in a, the in a past previous couple, pop culture? Yeah, in the past couple Emmys. Wow. Or at least one Emmy, like last the previous year. Oh, yeah, with this, all the Angels in America stuff, and then the yeah, TV I think, stuff was Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Um, and uh, Desperate Housewives was so popular, that's why the last Emmys were on a Monday night. Oh. So, uh, um, the most nominations, Grey's Anatomy with eight. Eight oh, nominations. Yeah, that's when Grey's. Hulu was free and it didn't, yeah. and there weren't commercials. And then they added commercials. I'm like, what is the purpose of this? Yeah. But, um, outstanding comedy series, The Office. Eh, I've never really seen an episode. I've seen parts. I really, and people were poo pooing when Catherine Tate was on the American one. And Catherine Tate is a amazing in Doctor Who. Yeah, the most which should have been around this time with David Tennant. It's such a good season. I think that'd be like the Saturn Awards or more Doctor Who's well, yes. territory. Um, the outstanding drama is Twenty Four. Again, not Battlestar. Well, no, there Battlestar wasn't nominated. What they Grey's Anatomy, House, Sopranos, and West Wing. Where did they get their Peabody? It must have been later. Well, yeah. In the later seasons. Such a good show. The outstanding miniseries, Elizabeth the First. Oh, remember when With we Helen watched... Mirren. Oh. Yeah. Not Glenda Jackson's Elizabeth R. No. She's that so we watched good. on VHS. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I think people forget. So, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Seinfeld. That's, like... Her big thing that everyone was first aware of her. Yes. Which has been like 
eclipsed completely by Veep. Yes, and then because people... she won all the awards for Veep people, all the time. She won Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for The New Adventures of Old Christine. Oh, everyone, I remember that, yes, sort e- of. Everyone forgets about it. Everyone, like, I watched it with my grandparents because it was CBS. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Dear listener, you know what that we took good care of our grandparents. Yeah, she beat out Stalker Channing. From the West Wing? No, from something called Out of Practice. Oh. Stalker Channing apparently moved on from West Wing and went into comedy. Unexpected. Right? Um, and Lisa Kudrow as Valerie Cherish from The Comeback. You haven't seen The Comeback? It is a delight. Oh. And it's a short series. It's HBO. Oh, okay. So it's like 10 episodes. Deborah Messing lost as well. Who, Will and Grace? Oh, Will and Grace. The, the first run was much better than the second. Oof, that second run. We thought we wanted it back, and then it came back, and we're like, no, no the nostalgia's better. And Jane Kaczmarek for Malcolm in the Middle. Oh. Another show. Like, I didn't even realize it was still going in 2006. Frankie Munoz posted something that was funny, and now I can't remember what it was. But I'm like, good for you, Frankie Munoz. And uh, the one last thing I want to highlight is the outstanding lead actress in a drama series, Mariska Hargitay. Fun fact, one of the gay kickball teams is called the Mariska Party Gays. That's fun. And they are a fun team to play. Like, it is a joy and a pleasure. I cannot say that of all. Mm. Just like any league. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we dive into the issue? Yeah. So So it's issue eight, and this is the beginning of the Civil War tie-ins. There are two of them. And they've got that Civil War... It was interesting to learn that all the issues that related to the Civil War crossover, everything, have the same style. Yeah, like they switch up the covers and the colors. So, like, this one's blue. I think She-Hulk is green. Like, But it's still half of that cover is a big color box. Yeah, because it's very different than the other covers that we've seen. Mm -hmm. And I... I'm curious if you if a main event like this is happening, can you just fly under the radar? But I, maybe not since it's supposed to affect everything in the universe. Yeah, but I don't know. Is it weird like having your stuff co-opted and having to include stuff? Like yeah, it's Quicksilver on the cover, and I don't think he's a character I care for as a rule. Yeah, um, and this does this is Quicksilver's involvement. Like it's tying into his involvement in this title i don't know if these issues necessarily do a whole lot for civil war overall right like they were published during the event tangentially and you have to have some sort of drama going on that's fits the theme and i get that yeah um the inside art is fun it's multiple man being thrown out a window and he looks terrified yeah like all of him look terrified uh, and we got some fun under that art words. Yeah, so we get the classic Peter David paragraphs going on where we get basically the big overarching synopsis, what the decimation is. Previously there's only, on. There's 198 known mutants that have their powers still and that's it. I think this was one of the first things that I read and I'm like, it's only 198. Like yeah. there's a very specific number. Right? And 
what Mutantown is, and they, like, I mean, naturally, the, quote, naturally, Mutantown residents want to know the truth behind the decimation, but also, naturally, like, if you were living your life and then that happened, like, that's obscene. Um, um, so this image is multiple men being tossed out of the window by Trip Sr. Yes. That's where we left off last issue, and then he reabsorbed the dupes. And On the advice of Siren, who was like, maybe you should send a dupe in. Rain. Rain? Rain. Was it Rain? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Siren's dealing with smoking a pipe. Yes. She's hitting that pipe in her room, denying that her dad is dead. With the VHS, Last Will and Testament type thing. Yes, and he rides off into the sunset. It's very corny. Yes. But, but he looks real good. Yeah. And Scott, yeah, Cyclops was here. And elsewhere, Quicksilver, the actual architect of the decimation, has absorbed the properties from the Inhumans' Terrigen mists, which I thought were toxic to mutants. I thought they were too. And can re-empower mutants with his touch alone, except such re-empowerments are short-lived and tend to go horribly wrong. His current whereabouts are unknown. And and I like these fun asides, um, where Peter David gives, like, an update on his daughter's accomplishments. And his daughter apparently finished first in... Uh, the division for bowling. We should get Ariel David on this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna find uh, her on Facebook. <laughs> how do you feel about all the updates your dad was giving on the comic? Because he also has a younger daughter that he gives updates on. Yes, in a future um, future issue, there's some milestone that she hit. Yeah, like she's way younger or something. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yes, it is. I like in terms of like fun asides that like. It's like you, the author's letting you in on something special. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so we're opening up, and Quicksilver, Whereabouts Unknown, is right here in the first panel. How can you tell the swoops in his hair? Yeah. He's walking up to headquarters, and Layla's sitting reading some Atlas Shrugged on the curb. Oh. I feel like... I've never read Ayn Rand. I've not heard good things. Oh. Like, it's very capitalist. It's very, like, only you for yourself. Don't bother caring about other people. Oh. I, Which, in the leave, in, dear listener, if I'm, like, way off base, please leave that in the comments, because I'd love to... I'm not sure, because I know, like, some, like, badass women in high school were all about Anne Rand. Like, they loved carrying around her novels. Oh, I had a friend like that, too. Yeah. Also, baddest woman we met in DC. Oh yeah, I can see her doing that. Mm-hmm. But right. Layla is hanging out and just casually picks up a rock and chucks it at this ex mutant's head. And you know he's an ex mutant because he has EX both on an armband and on the back of his jacket, like he's Melania Trump. Yeah. Do, do they get these jackets made? They must have. I don't know. Or did they like stencil it on with a marker? But Layla Miller with her aim. Yeah. Is just like, it is clearly hitting that dude in the head with a very onomatopoeia whack. Yes. Um, and she doesn't take her eyes away from her book. She's just like, point. And then points to Quicksilver and said he threw it. All he gets in his dialogue box is a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that was just in time because then Jamie and Guido come out. Having their little side conversation about why Cyclops was there, why would he lie to us? Like, planting a seed of some sort of Civil War type strife within yeah. mutants. Yeah. 
And Guido wants no part of having a conversation with Layla about Atlas Shrugged. He's like, what are you reading? Atlas Shrugged. And he just walks away and says, yeah, there's a conversation killer. (laughs) Yeah, there's a a panel with no dialogue right before he says that. Like, my response would be, that's nice. And I would do the same thing and just walk away. Because I wouldn't know how to respond. Her interesting, like the very Minnesotan interesting. Yeah. Which is hard when something is actually interesting. Like when you learn about Pluto and Karen's twirling around each mm-hmm. other. That's legit interesting, not just Minnesota interesting. Yeah. So. Um, Layla made some milk for her Cheerios out of Evian <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> so <laughs> gross. I feel like that's something I would have done in junior high or high school. You're so alternative though. I would have been desperate for some Cheerios if I was doing that. Yeah. Because, like, adding water to any sort of dairy product is always iffy. Yeah. Here we go. All right, we're doing a crossword puzzle. Yes. With Richter. I feel like I would be into this crossword puzzle because the clue is an uncomplicated 2,000 pounds. And then Monet says simpleton. (laughs) Yes. Because it's a simpleton. Yes. It's funny. And he's like, hey, thanks. And she's like, I wasn't helping you, Richter. I was describing you. (laughs) Fun fact. It's okay to call someone uncomplicated. It's not okay to call someone simple. As someone who has received that. It's just because I like things. So they really don't have a whole lot to do right here. No, she's just, Monet is floating as she does. Yeah. With her cape. With her cape. Her little half cape. And it. A, the art is, continues to be so good. But also, she just floats. She's like... Like, she's an astronaut in space with yeah. very little gravity. Like, panel below, she's floating on her back, and then she's upright again. Terry, it, I think they're doing this to, like, try to be company for Siren. Like, they're waiting for the yeah. denial to end and actual feelings to happen. Right. And they, they're they reflecting on, um, there's some weird things happening with the X-Men. Sort of to your point, there's something odd happening. Scott seemed to recognize Layla. I don't know what that's about. And That was Monet, real weird. And uh, Monet said, that's it? That's all you've got for accusations? Yeah, and they're talking about the Superhero Registration Act. So it it's tying into Civil War with dialogue. Yeah. But, like, we're sort of pursuing our own storyline here still. Right. Like, it's less... It's more dialogue. It's not as a, much of a key component. Right. And Layla appears, and they're sort of pushing, like... Aren't you supposed to tell us when the phone's ringing, about to ring? And Layla said, well, you shouldn't take that one. And Terry takes it anyway. And it's multiple man. It is. So they're pursuing a lead on the decimation. They're trying to find out what caused it, how they can fix it. And Jamie has a lead. And... Um... He wants Siren to start talking to some folks to see if they know anything about M-Day. Yes. Yes. Um, 
And it's the first time that they've really sort of gone against Layla, I feel. Yeah. Outside of one of her premonitions, like, I mean, it's not a premonition, but like, her she advice. flipped a domino to try and get the ideal outcome, and they ignored her. Yeah. So, I don't know, that was, that was a part that stung out, stuck out to me about that one. Richter's holding a bit of a grudge, still, for Layla not stopping or interceding where Siren would get hurt. Yeah, like, he's accusing her of being a spy, and, um... Poor Layla is just left in the last panel of this page being like, why are you making this more and more difficult? I'm just a kid, for God's sake. And someone's about to ring the bell and she already knows who he is and where he needs to go. Because she knows stuff. And we see Terry fly off with an eee! Like, (laughs) the onomatopoeia for her (laughs) flying is just a string of capital E's every single time. I also like how there's some... It's almost like a running gag, and I really hope that it continues to be so. Like, people are usually clutching their ears as she goes flying. Or she's carrying someone, and they really do need earplugs Mm -hmm. for that. The man that goes up and sees the remaining Richter and Monet is a dupe. Yeah. But it's Jamie Madrock's agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's there about the Registration Act. Which could be a whole, I don't know, side miniseries, Jamie Mandrock's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. But, yeah. I don't know, it's like a, it was a fun reveal. It was. Because you really couldn't tell from the art. It just looked like a nondescript white dude with brown hair. Right. Very, a very clean cut. Yes. And it's just Monet and Richter, and... <laughs> This dupe. I prefer the calm term Coke original, actually. Yeah. And he's like, Richard's like, oh, who are you now? And Monet is like clearly poking fun at him. She's no longer floating. Side right. Note. And then the expression that she has on her face <laughs> and Richter when he shows the badge and says Jamie Mandrock's agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's just like, ooh, ooh like, that's isn't good. Like, I know that face and I know the sound that goes along with that yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> Layla goes back outside to read. Um, this is post Terry eing away, and someone else flies by. It is that same mutant that chased after Quicksilver. He has his powers back. Yeah, he still has the armband though. Yeah, he's flying, uh, but he uh, he can't stop. No, he just keeps on flying. So something about what people getting their powers back is not quite right. And Layla seems legit surprised that this guy had talked to Quicksilver and let Quicksilver put his hands on this guy. Yeah. And then that's like, she sort of reveals a little bit about the downside to getting re empowered mm-hmm. by Quicksilver. And then we get the no. Mm-hmm. As he's flailing away in the air. Ugh, poor guy. And, like, she's having a moment. We've all been there. Yeah. You try to do the right thing, and it turns out wrong. Yeah. Strong guy. Multiple man. They are going to a contact's office, except it is a mess. Yeah. Which, it actually isn't that much of a mess. Like... I mean, things are clustered. Like, yeah. like things are clustered together into groups. Yeah. There's a lot of Meyer flasks, mm. which, as a former chemistry major, I can appreciate. And... It, 
Guido's sort of shit-talking this when the guy comes in and he's like, do you want my help or not? Like, I have a system, and my system means that I know where things are. So if anyone comes looking for them, they won't find them. <laughs> Including anyone who might try to shortchange them. Yeah. And so they get the samples. I think they stole them from Singularity, right? Yes. It's in a folder marked weird. Yeah. And we find out that um, the samples that Jamie took from the trips are the same. That's right. They were from the trips. Yep. Senior and junior. Yep. They are clones. The same person. We don't know. I... I mean, variants are all the rage. We saw Doctor Strange. <laughs> we did see Doctor Strange. Which, uh, by the way, poor Black Bolt. Yeah. Anson Mount, looking real hunky. You didn't even know it was Anson Mount, even though I'm like, it's Anson Mount. Because In I the thought middle it of the was movie. like... We, Some we other see... blue-eyed stud. Because we tried watching the Inhumans miniseries and didn't make it very far. Well, I, I watched the entire thing. You made it one episode in. And then I probably fell asleep. Yes. But <laughs> I thought you were just referring to the har har har, it's Anson Mount. No, it actually was. And then it was. actually was. Yeah. But also Strange New Worlds is so good. Yes. Yeah, so and, it... and he has competition now for the hunky title with Ethan Peck. Yeah. So if you're a Star Trek fan, check out Strange New Worlds. Yes. Real good. Um, but anyway, anyway, the trip and trip are the same DNA thingy going on. And that's the reveal before we move on to a Spider-Man. A Spider-Man. Speederman. A Speederman. I don't know what this is. Like, I get the power in Marvel Legendary, but we still don't play with Speederman in our, no. our possible decks. no. And so he's foiling a robbery, as he does. Yes. And the robber has his child as a hostage, and who is there to save the day? Eee! Which reminds me of the sound that Mini-Me made in Austin Powers. Oh, yeah, you... you Just yes. a high-pitched E. I haven't seen those movies since high school. Oh. And which allows Spider-Man to take a crack at the dude's jaw and... Ties them all up. And Siren and the Speederman, very fetching in a yellow and red suit. Yeah, unexpected suit. Um, And she's sort of pumping him for information in a way. Yeah. And she's like, well, why, why do you flip? Who got to you? And he's like, no one got to me. It's the right thing to do. Like, this Speederman thinks that revealing himself was the right thing to do that what happened with the new warriors was wrong and it shows what's wrong with superheroes yeah which is funny that there's i don't know that there might be x-men or mutants who would want to register considering there are so many mutant registration acts right and that they were always fighting against yeah on an unrelated note, people keep tweeting the exchange between Iron Man and Emma Frost that seems Civil War related mm. because he's like, you just need to stay out of it if you're not going to join our side mm. with Cap- uh, 
instead of joining Captain America. Mm -hmm. And Emma's raising all the good points of, like, where were you when Genosha died? Oh, yeah. And, like, sticking it to him, which I appreciated. Also, Emma Frost, what a queen. Yes. Back to the book. Back to the book. Rain is coming in. Oh, wait. Siren is using her super tone. It's with that, like, cheeky grin on her face. Oh, yeah. Um, and Spider-Man's dialogue box is actually heart-shaped. He's yeah. like, sure, you bet. I'll tell you everything. Mm-hmm. So then we come back to Madrox and Layla Miller. No, that's Rain. That is Rain. It's I just rain. saw the green real fast. Oh. Um, so she's coming back. And um, she just goes in while Layla continues reading. And this guy comes back, this former mutant who was repowered. He's melty. Super melty. He looks like a candle on a hot day. You leave out in the sun on the asphalt. Oh. Or and he's approaching and saying, this is all your fault to Layla. This happened because of you. Which, kind of. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie Madrox, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., is getting Richter and Monet to sign... And Rain is very confused by right. what is happening. And so this shield dupe sort of discloses that Madrox sent a whole bunch of dupes out into the world to learn stuff, have different experiences. This one was going to learn espionage. And I guess where else to go than shield? Yeah. And he's been working on Monet and Richter to comply, to register with the act. And Rain is like... Don't you have problems with this? And I was like, why should we? And they get a little scribbled out dialogue box. Well, that's because Monet said, well, why should we be afraid to do this? Richter's powerless and I've got nothing to hide. And he chimes in and said, that's true. I saw it all. And she had nothing there worth hiding. Calling back to when he walked in on her uh, naked. Oh, hence the really weird expression yeah, on her because his she's face pissed. and she is pissed. Um, we go back to Layla being confronted by this melty man who uh, schlups down into the sewers. Like, he melts away, and it's gurgle glorp. It's schlup with two U's. Yeah. And, yes, gurgle glorp, which may be replacing blub blub. No, gurgle glorp. For fun onomatopoeias. Yeah. Although so, the Bun Buns would say that Boop Boop is the best onomatopoeia. They would. Jamie Madrox, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes out the door and says, Oh, you look so serious. Like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. She responds, I do. And he said, How do you deal with that? And her response is, I shrug. Like the book. Like the book. Like the Atlas. Atlas with the globe. Um... <laughs> Siren's making a cell phone call while she's flying. <laughs> so she's eating <laughs> in the middle of trying to talk to Jamie on the cell phone. <laughs> and That's just, it's, been a, it's been a week already. And I, it's one of those things I can't stop laughing about. So, and it's a fun squiggly line between the boxes, um, like a telephone line almost that is separating their conversation it's a that is a well done yes. like mechanism to show how the phone call was, is going yeah that way you can alternate between people 
And it really does harken back to a literal phone cord. Yeah. And uh, Siren's pissed because she said, if Spider-Man knew, Cyclops knew. You're not getting around that. And that he lied to our bloody faces. Oh, um, dear listener. One of our resident bunnies, Nora, hopped up on a box to just get a little nibble of one piece of hay. She's now looking at us because she knows that we're talking about her on the podcast. And she's doing her little mop-mop as she chews that piece of hay. And she's wondering if we have a treat for her. <laughs> she has hopped up near the microphone. but um... And it's the constant tr- struggle. Like, do you pet the bun-bun? And because they, they'll, then she they'll runs away. away. Or do you just let her do her thing and let her explore because she loves exploring especially high shelves that she shouldn't be up onto. Not that we're very intense pet parents or anything. In the middle of Philip Dad's Zoom meeting. Yes. So. Oh, is that electric hay? She would like to she, eat that electric she, hay. She wanted to eat this microphone cord real bad. Um, Terry's so angry. She wants to go and kick the door of the mansion in and confront them. And he's like, and he being Mad Rock says, nope. Let's just go back to headquarters. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We we need to figure this out. As a team. So we get back to Layla. And, and Quicksilver's back. Yeah. And he says, I know you, don't I? Her response, yes, Quicksilver. I'm your nemesis and you're mine. What? Which is real odd for, like, this tween girl yes. to say something like that. And, like, he doesn't know the her role and like that she had this world of parents and that it all went away with M Day and or with the reset with things. There's some sort of connection there. Yeah, and Quicksilver is basically telling Layla that she's evil because she's getting in his way. And he's done it out of all out of love. And he also says that she's real full of herself. Yeah. But she knows stuff. And she says, you're evil. Straight up. <laughs> Quicksilver, you're evil. <laughs> and uh, then she basically says, they're waiting for you. Get Just go inside. And he says, it'd be wise for you to stay out of my way in the future. And she says, that would be the right thing to do, yes. Which is such a non-answer. Yes. And we end... The name of this issue was Collision Course. And we get an image he, of the building. And he's going in. Quicksilver's entering. And Terry is eeing onto the roof. She's back. So and Madrax and Strong Guy are walking up to Layla on the outside. So, so it's setting up a confrontation between Quicksilver and X-Factor. It's a whole vortex. It is. I like, I like how well done that art is of three... Dis- different elements all converging into the same spot like that. Like, you know, drama is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like it's another, it's a version of a cliffhanger. X factor is so good at these leaving you hanging, wanting more. Yeah. Fun fact. When I started reading these, I read a whole bunch of them at once because I like, you can't not like it's easier. Once you pop, you can't stop. It's easier to stop in the middle of an issue than it is at the end of the issue because you're like, oh, I need to know. Yeah. I must know what's happening. Yeah. We have our letters page. Someone wrote in and said, 
people don't seem to like Monet. I just want to put my two cents in and say that I love Monet. Monet responds, what a cheapskate. Two cents? You want to prove your love for me, Steve? At the very least, you should be putting in a C note. What? It's in the middle oh, of the liar's page. It is in the middle. I was distracted by why does everyone think that Richter's gay? Yeah. So. Well, we'll find out about that shortly. So, what do you think about this issue? Obviously, it leaves you wanting to read more. Which is not how I entered it because I'm like, ugh, Quicksilver. Right. Like, and pulling X Factor into the Civil War stuff mm-hmm. seems like it would be more of a distraction. Like, Singularity is the big bad here, right? Yeah. So, why aren't we talking about Singularity? Oh, because there's this other event that is yeah. sucking everything in. But they it. still pushed it forward a little. Right. With the DNA sample, um,. They took a DNA test. Turns out Trip is 100% himself. (laughs) Um, And two times over. So I think they're getting there. Peter David's doing what he can to uh, make sure that his storylines are still moving forward despite them having to cover some registration stuff. And it is impressive like how smoothly it all goes in together. Yeah. You don't really notice that there are two competing storylines. Right. That may or may not have derailed whatever it was that he had before. Right. Because he's still moving forward the whole decimation thing as well. And it's another... Like that vortex of those three forces. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Especially as a as a device. Like, does Quicksilver seem like he's dropped out of the sky like Deus Ex Machina? Yes. Yes. But this but it's isn't... made to work. Yes. And he doesn't disappear after the Civil War arc. So... Yes. Quicksilver uh, will keep popping up for a while in X-Factor. Yes. All right. Well, I guess that's the episode. Yeah. In our next episode, we continue, continue the Civil War arc, and we have very special guest Chad... Super special guest. We were so from, excited. From Grey Malkin Lane. Um, I can't wait for everyone to hear that episode. And he knows all the things about Quicksilver from he the does. trials. He does. Well, and from, well, he knows all the things about everyone. He does. Like, legit. He, he was able to point out a side character in the issue that we read that I had no idea who it was. Me neither. I and he reckon- gave the full background. Right? So, um, I hope everyone joins us next time. It's a lot of fun. And um, Chad is amazing. Yes. So uh, sorry this episode was late, but hey, you're getting a midweek drop. So there's nothing wrong with that. Right. All right. We'll catch you later, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.